This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArtCloud. ArtCloud's trusted by thousands of galleries, artists, and collectors worldwide. ArtCloud's all-in-one art management solution, an integrated art marketplace, is the fastest growing of its kind. You can use ArtCloud's marketplace to discover and buy exceptional pieces tailored for your taste, share your favorites with friends and fellow art enthusiasts, and even use the app to visualize artwork in your own space. If you're an artist or gallery, plug into ArtCloud's best-in-class art management platform, including easy-to-use client inventory management, sales assistance, and the opportunity to grow your business by placing your art on ArtCloud's booming marketplace. So, are you ready to explore ArtCloud? Registration's free, so sign up now on ArtCloud.com. That's spelled A-R-T-C-L-D.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're here with Mary Bushman, who was just a few days ago announced president at Aris Title Insurance, a leading art title insurance company, and a member of the Argo Group. Mary, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on. We're familiar with art insurance, but can you explain what exactly art title insurance is and why it's important for a collector or museum to purchase title insurance for an artwork? Title insurance, as a general matter, as you know, is something that insures against financial loss from defects in title to property. So traditionally, um, it's always been used in real estate. Um, Eris developed a product uh, to insure works artworks um, uh, under a title insurance policy. And um, what our insurance policy does is it insures ownership of fine arts and collectibles. So as a monoline insurance company, which is just writing policies under title, um, we have proprietary access to data that uh, don't access to. Due to the lack of regulation and standards in the art and collectibles market, as you know, um, our art and title insurance policy is the only way for collectors, institutions, and the commercial industry to ensure that they have complete ownership of their property. So when we're talking about art market risks, most people think about historical risks like World War II or Nazi restitution cases. However, There are also risks in the market that are often overlooked, for example, creditor and bankruptcy liens, consignment risks, and the authority or lack of the authority to sell a work. If a claim arises from any past transaction involving a work, the current possessor of that work may lose the art, lose their investment, and even have to pay legal defense costs. So our title insurance policy provides full indemnity and plus in defense costs if a claim arises, which is the kind of protection in today's day and age people are really looking for and that we provide. I actually wanted to ask you to clarify that process for us a bit further. So if I own an artwork and someone else claims to own the title of that artwork, what are generally the next steps based on if I have or don't have art title insurance for that artwork? If the It's pretty binary. So if the collector has title insurance for the work, heiress, Uh, as the insurer, will step in and act as the intermediary in court and pay for all defense costs. Um, So that means if someone buys an artwork and um, they buy it with a title insurance policy, then heiress is the one who sort of steps in. If the plaintiff, who's making a claim against the person who bought the work, 
wins, Eris will provide full indemnity costs for the value of the work for the insured amount. That means, in simple terms, if you paid $2 million, for example, for a Picasso painting and someone else claimed ownership to it, and you have a title insurance policy in place and you win in court, you, the collector, would get your $2 million back from Eris. If the collector, in terms of your second question, if the collector does not have title insurance for the work and someone makes a claim to it and the case goes to court and the plaintiff who's making a claim against you, the owner, wins, the collector would have to pay defense costs, legal fees, and lose their artwork potentially. That means that the collector with the $2 million Picasso painting would not only lose the artwork, they would also lose the $2 million investment on the piece. When someone goes through the process of obtaining art title insurance from Eris, presumably you do a significant amount of due diligence on the artwork and its provenance. Can you share some insight with us on the research and process your team undertakes? Yes. We have a, a fully developed underwriting process for both the artwork and the client. So when someone comes to us and asks us um, if we would consider insuring title on a work, it typically comes up in the course of a transaction. So it will be either um, an art dealer, for example, or a private collector who wants to sell the work to a museum, for example. And um, we have a case like that right now. And then what I will start to do in getting to the indication is I will instruct our underwriters to investigate works around the provenance or the history of title of ownership of the work. And sometimes that can be very complicated. Sometimes it can be very simple. It depends on um, how much is known about the work, how much it's been exhibited, how old is the work. And there are many questions around the provenance, which, you know, in the art world, we're familiar with, but um, obviously we have to do an incredibly deep dive in that process and be comfortable around any sort of gaps that exist. For example, if we don't know who owned the painting for a, a gap of 30 years, we would need to figure out what kind of risk that we would bear as the insurer against that gap. In terms of the client, what ends up happening is the other kinds of risks I was talking about. So if there's a lien on the work, or if the person actually is the son of someone who owns the work, but they don't own it themselves, do they actually have the authority to sell the work? And we need to do some sort of credit investigation on that side too. So it's sort of a two-pronged process where we do an enormous amount of due diligence and we have a lot of data supporting us to uh, look at um, certain criteria, and then we get comfortable or not with the risk, and then we will indicate whether or not we will write the policy. And I guess this is a good time because I'm sure you, your listeners will want to know that in terms of what our premium uh, consists of, it's a one-time premium that averages around the rate of 2 to 3% of the f full market value or the purchase price. Um, at the time, and there is no annual fee. It's a one-time of ownership, and that ownership is um, defined by the ownership of the buyer and their legal heirs. So sometimes it can be for only a couple of days if it's a back-to-back -back transaction. Sometimes if a museum, for example, is buying it, it's typically, as we know, around 20 to 30 years. 
It seems lately we're more frequently reading in the news about instances of dealers or galleries deceiving clients by selling a painting to multiple people, with each of them believing they're the sole owner of that painting. Would art title insurance be a factor in such cases? Uh, that's a great question. Um, and, and you're right. We do hear about these kinds of cases more, especially now that there are more than one dealer typically involved in any one sale. So that means multiple dealers. And then what are these dealers representing? Are they, are they, like you say, selling the painting to or pretending to sell the painting to more than one person and then maybe not even paying the person who gave it to them? So these issues have be, come to the forefront in the last decade and um, certainly have played out to some extent in, in the um, legal sphere in New York State. Um, what title insurance does in terms of the transfer of ownership is um, we try to work with the time of the transaction. So if a dealer, um, assuming we work with good faith dealers only, um, if a dealer is transacting work and they're looking to sell it to someone and that the sale of that work is accompanied by title insurance, then the buyer can really be reassured that um, no matter what the dealer is saying, that even if someone comes back sometime later and, and, and there's some sort of bankruptcy or lien against the gallery or some sort of insolvency issue, for example, or some sort of lack of authority to sell, that we have done the deal, due diligence and we are the ones who have taken on the, that risk so they don't have to. And um, I know you and I have spoken about um, this came into play in the Salander O'Reilly uh, case, which was some time ago now, but def certainly the best example of when um, a state sort of became frozen by a bankruptcy court. And in the end, the court determined um, that <clears throat> the proceeds of the sale, the assets under the sale should be sold through Christie's, the artworks, and that they should be sold accompanied by a title insurance policy, just so that the buyer would be reassured that um, that they wouldn't have to unwind the sale after the fact from a title perspective. I'm curious about the cases in which art title insurance is appropriate to buy. I think clearly if you're acquiring an older artwork or even a contemporary artwork on the secondary market, it makes a lot of sense. But if I'm buying a contemporary artwork made by a living artist from the artist's gallery on the primary market, in your view, is art title insurance necessary? Um, I would say yes. The a title insurance policy is beneficial to post-war contemporary art and from primary market purchases. Um, and here's why. Because I mentioned there's, there's provenance risk um, like historical World War II, so that would go more towards a painting that was 80 years old or something, something to that effect. But then there are other situations where um, perhaps the gallery... Um, we, we're not sure if they have the right to sell it. Um, now, this doesn't come up nearly as often um, in claims as something like a his historical situation, but it, nevertheless, it comes up. And we've seen works um, come in recently um, where there has been um, works by living artists that, that for some reason or another have a lien against them um, or the person selling them has has some sort of financial situation where they're not really, or they're married or they're getting divorced or the, where they lack the authority to sell. So that would come into play if a gallery dealer, for example, was in that situation. Um, even if they were selling a painting that was one, less than one year old, right? So, so it, 
to answer your question, it does come into play and it's something people don't think about as much, but it's certainly relevant in uh, today's, today's market landscape. To what extent has the globalization of the art market, as well as the proliferation of e-commerce and social media, increased art title risk? Globalization of the art market has raised the art market title risk in many ways um, that sort of people in the know think of immediately, including terrorism funding, antiquities looting, money laundering, um, sort of contemporary war and conflict. So we have seen a lot of calls about um, people concerned about cross-border situations. Is customs going to ask us about this? Um, you know, there are hot topics, right? Uh, Syria um, that, that, you know, 10 years ago weren't as much on the news. Um, so certainly globalization has heightened the awareness, I would say, of um, both people in the private and public sector. So in the private sector, it, it you know, sort of puts gallerists and, and other people like institutions and auction houses particularly on notice about what different tactics they need to take um, in order to, um, you know, follow the regulations and rules about bringing works into the country and, and et cetera. Um, it also has changed the nature of, you know, the FBI and customs and how they're looking at things. Um, I would say in terms of um, um, the e-commerce question, depending on what the source is, when doing art transactions online, the buyer still has all of the normal art risks, art risks plus an additional layer of risks without ultimately knowing who the seller is. Um, and that's something that has been around for some time, but is nevertheless um, it's still very risky. A buyer may work with a major auction house, for example, who provides some due diligence on the work, but in general will only clear title for a few years. Um, in, in New York, the, the warranty typically for the auction houses is five years um, in terms of a general warranty for, for title. So alternatively, p people are buying art on eBay, Amazon, Instagram, where there is little if no regulation and no due diligence done by the site itself. So that kind of situation, um, depending on what kind of knowledge you are uh, coming from as a buyer, you know, uh, much, much greater risk potentially. I guess that would come into play in terms of how much you're willing to spend and how much you're willing to risk. And um, certainly I would say the advantages of something like social media, which we're, we're really and I, as president, am really, you know, dedicated to is is sort of, you know, really playing a real role in social media in terms of getting information out there. And certainly, um, lots of people in the art world are on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, Instagram, particularly because it's a visual uh, platform, and I think. I've heard of many people just selling directly or working with other people. There are lots of collectors who post their information online about things that they have bought. And there just seems to be this global forum of discussion, which, um, you know, in turn sort of generates a different kind of, uh, you know, marketability, meaning people love to show off what they have, what they're doing, what shows they're seeing. And in turn, um, you know, institutions sort of pick up on that and then, they're playing a role. And, and we as a third-party risk mitigator, um, you know, want to play a more sort of 
um, active role in that landscape in terms of like highlighting for people what potential title risks are out there with, with the transactions that they're participating in. And also just, it's really fun. I mean, I think um, to sort of, to sort of be involved in today's social media where people, to be involved in that discussion as opposed to sort of standing on the sidelines. And what kind of trends can you share with us about the rate at which art title insurance is being purchased today? Is it increasing? Is it still relatively low? We've seen an uptake, um, certainly in the last 12 months, in works being purchased by museums that are more regional, so, but certainly not, certainly not less significant, um, particularly domestic museums. And, and um, what that, to me, says is that acquisition boards and people uh, who, are, you know, who have to take some accountability, whether it's in a fiduciary capacity or as an officer and director um, of an institution, that they are wanting to see that X, Y, and Z due diligence has happened in order for this this work to be bought. And and we're talking about works that are in the low six figures, which sounds like a lot um, to many of us. But actually, in fact, um, with some of the figures that artworks have been selling for, it's relatively low. And the fact that we're seeing it at these these lower price to mid price points to me is a signal. Um, of momentum towards um, just accepting this regulation in in the folds of the transactions, and many dealers have said to me, um, not only is the museum, you know, sort of mandating that it's part of the transaction, but I want to sleep at night. And I think that's the best way of putting it. It's it's a it's a permissive um, insurance, unlike in real estate where certain transactions, you know, you absolutely have to get it. However. People are really coming to see the necessity of it in certain situations. And um, I think in the private sphere, we're seeing more and more dealers um, who are doing back-to-back transactions, um, who are making a certain amount on the margin. For them, it makes sense. They don't want this coming back to them to haunt them. They would they really want to pay someone for the reassurance that at the end of the day, when they close the deal and the money is transferred, that the title has also been transferred um, you know, legally, and that they just don't have to worry about it anymore. And and that that has been um, rapidly increasing, I would say, in the last twelve months, and has has a steady sort of market for us. Of course, we're also working with art lending platforms um, who, um, for the term of a loan, lenders want the protection of any of any potential title claims because. Um, whether they're using third-party money or institutional funds from a regulatory standpoint, it makes sense that they get some sort of risk protection and it's not that expensive for them to do that. So um, that also makes sense. Um, and then we're just getting some some private o- owners, uh, collectors who have become savvy and are repeat clients who just see that it it's the wise thing to do um, and they don't need any sort of conversation about why they should do it. They already know. And if they go ask their lawyers, their lawyers say, definitely you should get it. And so um, that's been great too. And all of that has just been, you know, creating this momentum and growth where, where we really see it um, to, to the point where a lot more people are using it. Mary, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and discussing with us a really interesting topic in the art market that's often overlooked. If our listeners want to learn more about Eris Title Insurance, 
What's the, what's the website they can visit? Uh, com. Perfect. Thanks so much again, Mary. We appreciate it. Thank you, Adam. Thanks to ArtCloud for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast. Trusted by thousands of galleries, artists, and collectors worldwide, ArtCloud's all-in-one art management solution, an integrated art marketplace, is the fastest growing of its kind. Use ArtCloud's marketplace to discover and buy exceptional pieces tailored for your taste, share your favorites with friends and fellow art enthusiasts, and use the app to visualize artwork in your own space. If you're an artist or gallery, plug into ArtCloud's best-in-class art management platform, including easy-to-use client inventory management, sales assistance, and the opportunity to grow your business by listing your art on ArtCloud's booming marketplace. Are you ready to explore ArtCloud? Registration's free, so sign up now on ArtCloud.com. That's spelled A-R-T-C-L-D.com. And request a demo today.